I talked so much about this road trip to Alaska that I feel like you guys are like, is this real? Because you mention it, but you never actually talk about it. So I'm doing an episode on just the highlights that I have written in my journals. Welcome to today's adventure. I'm your host, MC Starbuck, and once a week on Sundays, I share a longer adventure from my life like this one. You'll hear stories from the trip, who I went with, what I didn't expect, funny things that happened, and favorite things or places that just might help you plan your next adventure. These episodes get a little longer than my typical ones as I take a trip down memory lane. I glanced over the first few entries and it's hilarious because I just realized that all it was was me writing down every single time someone gave us like a fist pump or thumbs up or a big grin and wave and I would write like oh they were from Texas because this is while we were going down the interstate on our very first day but actually the first few days uh, I wrote that we decided Friday the 13th was the best day to leave for Alaska and our sister sent us off which was a lot of fun but I uh, my sister had introduced me to the window crayons because she has kids and so she's always discovering cool fun things like that for them and so I was like oh my goodness hello I'm such a kid at heart and so I wrote on the back of the window or had somebody write uh, Georgia to Alaska and back later my brother was like man we totally should have left from Florida because that's basically the farthest you can do from in the states I was like dang it um as far as like from the one point to the other across anyway um let's see but we have been to Florida so over our lifetime we did that Anyway, we didn't really know what to expect. We thought it was cool, but we didn't know if other people would. Um, And then some people even, like, honked at us a little bit. So uh, it was really fun seeing their reactions. And I wrote that my brother said uh, someone gave a thumbs up that has my personality because she kept looking and smiling to make sure that we saw them. So anyway, this, like, made our day. And we were like super excited and then we would see other people like some of them um one of them had like a boat on the back and we were like oh like where are they going what are they doing that's so cool and then we stopped at a rest stop and this guy talked to us and we met his daughter and um, they wrote in my journal which i will do an episode about a traveling guest book because that did start on this trip was the very first time I used it and then I wished I had it for all of my other trips so uh, I will definitely tell you how I did that and uh, I guess I'll go ahead and share the story of me because this was my first time of having someone sign it and I was super nervous and it was actually in Nashville at a gas station so I'll share more of that story um, in a in that episode about the journal but Um, this, uh, man was with his daughter and, um, she had turned 13 the day before, which was also his and his like grandpa's birthday or something. Such a crazy cool thing. But, 
he said he had been to all 50 states, so now it's her turn, and they were going to Colorado to raft, bike, and hike. And I'm like, man, I need to see if I can find them so that I can interview them for the podcast. That'd be so crazy to reconnect because this was July of 2012. Also at a stoplight, a couple of girls were like, have fun in Alaska. Um, so that <laughs> was really cool. Like, it was so fun seeing how many people were excited for us, even though they weren't the ones going. And also, it makes you realize how many people are adventurous or wish they were adventurous. Okay, I'm kind of skipping a lot because I want to do an episode with my brother to talk about more of the stories and places we stopped. But on um, a couple of days in, so July 18th, so five days in... Um, we saw we were in Minnesota driving from there to North Dakota because our grandmother lived there and our um, grandfather lived in Minnesota growing up so crazy weird story my friend was in Minnesota at working at a camp and it was on a lake of course I mean it's Minnesota so like 10,000 lakes whatever but then um, I was later reading a journal I had given my grandfather where it's like a legacy journal and asks questions all about your life and everything. And he actually wrote in it on some, he didn't fill out all of them, but he went through it. And so we found it when he passed away. And so I have that now. And he wrote in that journal that they went on their honeymoon to that lake and I was like what like we did not plan to go there you know because it, they had gone on their honeymoon there we just found that out later so that was kind of crazy and cool connection and it was like amazing because you could hear the waves from the cabin we stayed in and everything but on the drive we saw a mama and her four baby raccoons cross the road right in front of us like it was still daylight and so we could see them really well and they were so stinking cute and i can still see it in my mind and it was just like in the middle of nowhere and we loved it and they even looked our way they looked right at us as they reached the right side of the road and then we saw four baby deer with the mom or something. But, yeah, I don't know why I wrote that after the raccoon story because that was way cooler. Okay, so we made it to our great uncle Elgar's house, I guess. And he told a couple of stories that were uh, my highlight for this day. That he and my grandmother were the youngest and they shared their only toy which was a wagon and he's younger so he's the youngest of 13 and he pulled her around in it for a while then it got to be his turn and she said I don't want to play anymore <laughs> oh my gosh I do not remember that story <laughs> that's great yes that sounds like something my grandma would do <laughs> I'll have to remember that Oh my gosh, okay. Oh, I'm giving kids great ideas. They should totally listen to my podcast. Okay, uh, let's see. Elgar was at Paris Island when the Japanese surrendered. He said, I like to tell people 
<laughs> that they heard I was coming and just then and then oh my gosh I can't talk it's so funny and just gave up then so if you don't know Paris Island is like a training oof, train military training place and our uncle Elgar drove us past the blue house where they grew up so it was really cool we got to see some of the stuff we didn't really know what to expect from going to stay with them and he said that um, he showed us the school that they walked two and a half miles home from. Um, but that he did say that they got a ride there within to within like half a mile. So they didn't have to walk to school the whole way, but they did walk home, I guess, because the, we the weather was better by the time they were on their way home, usually. Or just because of their family schedules. I really don't, <laughs> I don't know, because I didn't write that part down, I guess. Oh, I thought this was funny that the speed limit in the work zones of North Dakota was 65 miles an hour. <laughs> when It's just like, yeah, you're pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, let's see. An, an unexpected view of Painted Canyon from I-94. I do not remember that, but that's what I have written for July 19th. We drove by Home on the Range. I forgot to write that... Uh, Arlen, who was um, the cousin Ruth's brother, um, she or he said that he remembers his dad messing with um, our dad and our uncle Dan, who we visited in Alaska, uh, and they'd ask where Aunt Nellie, they'd ask where Aunt Nellie was, and he'd say outside in a tree. <laughs> That's awesome. See, climbing trees. My family. So Ernestine was Uncle Elgar's wife, and she passed away after this trip. But uh, here was another highlight that I had written down about her. Okay, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> I didn't realize it when I started to share this story. But um, at first... Uh, Aunt Ernestine, I don't, I don't know. We didn't actually call her anything because we only met her this once. But I feel like I should call her Aunt Ernestine. Ernestine, um, first she asked us if Elgar reminded us of Grandma. But anyway, then she told us that Grandma had a pretty back. <laughs> like that's seriously what she said. And then um, she said that she would, that our Grandma would ask her to wash her back when they were roommates and she's like it was so smooth <laughs> I'm like oh my lordy okay this is what happens when you visit relatives <laughs> uh all right so then <laughs> okay so I skip a lot of days of highlights and now I realize why <laughs> because the next one <laughs> oh man my some of my family, my more her, uh, respectable um, church-going, perhaps, <laughs> family and friends that might be like, oh, Lord, but I'm just telling all, telling it like it was. This is what the journal says, okay? <laughs> but July 23rd, Kevin and I suggested we have a cussing match where we just cuss at each other to get out all the frustration we have towards others. <laughs> uh, so uh, we didn't do that cussing match, though. 
which is unfortunate. I don't remember. Yeah, that seems pretty funny now, though. But um, I was in this group as well that was like um, Christians, and they were like, they were talking about that. Somehow we got on that subject of cussing, and they're like, yep. We're just cussing Christians. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my Lord. Okay. So the next day I wrote, it's great to be back on the road because, uh, yeah, we broke down or we had problems with our transmission. We had wanted to go to, um, in Montana, the national park there, and we were stuck instead for like three days in Butte, Montana and the like mechanic was like yeah this is literally the butt of the world uh so anyway it was like one of our things we most looked forward to Glacier National Park and then we didn't even get to go because we lost so much time we we're like maybe we can hit it on the way back which we went a different route so that's a no I'll just spoiler alert um and then also we were just in this ugly place and trying to get a new car because basically at that point that was our best option. Okay, this is a funny thumbs up story. So I said we just got the most nonchalant thumbs up from a British Columbia woman, I guess. Uh, the way she did it <laughs> was like she thought they deserve a thumbs up. It is my duty to give it to them. <laughs> On July 28th, I wrote that Toad River is my favorite thing in Canada so far. Kevin stopped for me and I basically slid down a bank to put my feet in and it's cold, rushing green water. Muncho Lake, also gorgeous. Um, we want to camp at McDonald Campground. So if you're going somewhere in that area, you can look those places up if you need ideas. I don't actually remember them at this point, but it's good to know. Maybe I'll go sometime. The next day, the highlight was that there was more snow on two mountains than I've seen in my entire life, probably. Um, gorgeous, huge snow caps, and we took pictures. Then I skip all the way to August 12th. That's why I'm like, I have to feel, fill everyone in later about different stuff. But we met some older people at a gas station with a Georgia Bulldogs plate. And they're from near Macon, which was, you know, fairly close to us, especially compared to Alaska. And we just drove by Santa Claus House in the North Pole. Anyway... I was going to ask people that worked at the gas station in Fairbanks where Walmart is because the person we had stayed with said that there was one, but they were kind of busy, so I waited, and the line got longer, and I felt bad taking up their time, so I figured the guy at the back of the line didn't have much to do while he waited. I asked the motorcyclist if he was from around here. He said, no, go ahead. And motioned for me to get in front of him in line. <laughs> he must have noticed I'd been standing and waiting for a while. Then he said, wait, am I from here? Yes. <laughs> so he gave me accurate directions and said, just look for it there. You'll see it. It's a small town. And it was surprisingly small for how common Fairbanks is. I figured since it was a place I've heard of, it'd be humongous. Okay, Kevin wanted me to write this one down as a highlight. This was August 14th. 
what I had said the day before when we were driving on a bumpy gravel stretch that made the truck sound rickety. Kevin said, we could lose a tire on this. And I said, or a door. And he loved it because it really did seem like it. And mine was rattling for sure. And for the most part, the roads are good though. And I think I do remember them doing like some road work while we were there on those roads. August 15th. It's actually exciting for us to be amongst people again. <laughs> so the highlights are filled with more people waving and giving us thumbs up and being super excited which is fun because this was a point where we were like really far from home so you know early on it was like exciting for the beginning of the trip and it was like people who you know are from where we are and you know are maybe more like us in this sense um and maybe less you know uh once we were in Vancouver, it was people who were more like, oh, it's cool that you're from Georgia and came all this way or something. But also, we did um, day one and day two all the way the entire trip. We wrote that. Uh, day one, Georgia to Alaska and back. And um, so by that point, you know, we were getting into some pretty high numbers. <laughs> I think we spent a week at my aunt and uncle's house. Maybe two, though. I'm not sure. Oh, my goodness. Okay, August 17th. We were listening to the radio, and Me and My Gang by Rascal Flatts was on, and he totally mentions Butte, Montana in that song. And that was bad memories for us. <laughs> anyway, we thought that was, like, pretty crazy. <laughs> Especially because the other states mentioned in that song don't mention specific towns. And it says it's a brother and sister kind of thing. And we're brother and sister on this road trip. So I guess that was our theme song from that point. And we saw an owl fly over the road. And it was 440, so we could see it well. So there, it was still light out. That was the last highlight from, uh, like, in the journal um, from that trip in a separate section. And so I will end with a couple of stories from a concert we went to on that road trip. Our, we have friends in Washington State. And so we actually attended the Lentil Festival and went on our first 5K, which I walked, but I was like, oh my goodness, like this is so inspiring. There's so many people running. I just want to start running. And I like normally have no desire to run. So that was cool. I controlled myself. I think I ran like a few minutes, but I was trying to stay with my friends. So there was a singer called Tommy Simmons, and now I want to look him up again, but he said he wrote San Diego after hearing from his brother that his mom, who has since passed away, had leukemia. And the first song he's ever written was called Potential, which was actually the reason that I bought his CD. So I'd have to go look those songs up again. And I talked to him afterwards and got him to write in my journal. And he said, have you read The Alchemist? You got to read it, which he said after I said no. And he looked at me shocked. And I was like, that's why we have these questions. And that's why we ask these questions. Uh, but I have since read The Alchemist um, when I was working at a place called Trails, Carolina. And it is a good book. And it was fun because I read part of it like out in the wilderness beautiful 
Oh my goodness, Tyrone Wells was there too, which we already knew and loved his music. And so we were so excited when we saw, I just saw the poster that he was going to be there. And that's why we went to the concert. And he told this story of a song of his that starts off something like, I don't love you or anything about you, but then the chorus gets really sweet. And so a girl wanted to walk down to the chorus, uh, walk down the aisle uh, for her wedding. And so she burned it onto a CD so that it would start at the right part. And she gave it to the guy who was going to play it. And then the guy lost it. Are you kidding me? And made a new copy. So that's what she walked down the aisle to. <laughs> and she was like, well, at least the chorus gets good. But then she was already to the altar before that. So the guy just cut it off because he didn't know what else to do. And then Tyrone was like... I bet people were like, that's a weird song to choose. <laughs> anyway, he also signed my journal, and he talked to us for a little while about our trip. He's from Spokane, I believe, and so he was kind of close to home and maybe a little more relaxed than if he were traveling and, you know, trying to leave real fast to get to the next place, but... Anyway, after he signed the journal, we like walked off and then we looked at what he wrote. And for the most life-changing book, he put A Severe Mercy, which Kevin had bought in Alaska because he'd wanted to read it for a long time. And he'd already started reading it and was loving it. Uh, and so now I wish I'd bought the other copy that we had seen there. But I ended up reading it as well later. And it is so good. Uh, it actually really helped me a lot. I read it while I was, um, when I had first met my now husband and it helped me with a lot of stuff like that. But it is, it is kind of sad. It's about, you know, him after his wife had passed away. And so, um, but it has like some letters from CS Lewis. So anyway, I need a link to that in the show notes, but just wanted to kind of wrap up the trip with another story about that journal that I took there and that was super fun. Want to know more about this long adventure? You can send me a voice message and ask your question at anchor.fm slash today's adventure slash message. I feel kind of weird about sharing these long adventure stories because they're so jumbled and random from my journals and everything. But I also think it's really valuable because people talk about living vicariously through me or, um, or whatever. But I'm like, if, even if they ask me about the trip or even if they see pictures or a post I wrote about it, you just don't get all the weird little details that are a fun part of the trip uh, and they really make a big difference for me and so it sometimes feels really silly and weird but I also think that it's an important part to share and if you don't like these episodes like that's fine just skip them <laughs> but for people who are really interested in travel then I think that it's helpful because if you come up and ask me about the trip, I'm not going to tell you these things about it, but you're missing out on an aspect of it. And so I think this is helpful to help you have a more full picture of what it's like. It's not all 
these amazing stunning views uh, it's not it's like it's about so many different things it's about connecting with other people um, connecting with strangers even on just like the smallest level or sometimes being able to connect with them briefly um, even more sometimes it's just stupid little things but they're really fun and then sometimes you just discover these beautiful places that you don't remember later or that you wouldn't go intentionally but you're just passing by and you see it and you're like wow this is amazing I want to come back here so I wanted to let you in on that little aspect of these longer adventures and I hope that it inspires you to go on more of your own